You're listening to The Best of Day Podcast, episode 62, and ooh, it's a good one, y'all. Let's get into it. Welcome to The Best Today Podcast. I'm your host, Shante Grant, creator of The Best Today Guide and owner of The Best Today Brand, where we equip women with resources to help you show up as your best one today at a time. If you're ready to trade chaos, comparison, and busy for intentional living, you are in the right place. We believe that intention begins with first knowing who you are and what you want. Here on the podcast, we'll have conversations together about topics that matter to you on the journey of becoming, because we know that being your best leads to doing your best. So welcome to the podcast created to help women all across the globe proclaim this is what my best today looks like. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to the Best Today podcast. I'm Shante Grant and you are listening to a very special Mother's Day edition of the episode of the podcast, um, which is clearly relevant 365 days of the year. And let me say this. If you are listening and you are not a parent, you have no desire to be a parent, you do have a desire to be a parent, you're going to be a parent one day. If you are a woman listening under the sound of my voice, please note that all the things we're going to talk about today can be applied to life, not just mothering and parenting. We are, of course, this is our Mother's Day episode. This is coming out the day after Mother's Day. Yesterday was Mother's Day here in the United States, where we take the time to honor the women in our lives who mother us. Um, and we know that comes in many forms. So to all the women in our audience who identify as mother, we see you, we love you, and we are grateful for you. Know that today's episode is for all of the people in our audience, but I am going to be talking in the context of parenting and mothering. Um, and I'm also excited because this episode is not just me. Um, when I thought about what I wanted to do on this episode, I knew I wanted to share like what I want every mother to know. Um, and I had so many things and thoughts on that that I actually have, I posted a special blog post that came out on Mother's Day. You can find it at bestdayguide.com forward slash blog. The title of the blog is what I want every mother to know. And it's the seven things that I want every mother to know. I could have gone on for 27 things, but I made myself stop at seven and I'm going to share those with you. Um, but I go into more explanation on the blog. Um, because this episode is a little longer than usual because I have a guest. Um, so let's talk about that. So I knew I wanted to talk about what I want every mother to know, right? Um, and a lot of things came to mind on what I wanted to share here on the podcast. Um, and it's true, all seven of these things, I want every woman to know, again, um, not just mothers, but I'm talking in the context of mothering right now. And I realized I also wanted to have this conversation with someone else. I wanted to invite another person on to speak with me. And Kendra Hennessy came to mind um, because she um, is the owner of a company called Mother Like a Boss. And Kendra has a heart for uh, really women in general, but she a lot of her audience, not all of her audience are mothers. So I'm going to bring Kendra on or let you hear our conversation momentarily. We're going to talk about what I, I asked her, um, what does she want mothers to know from the context of the work that she does? 
and you're going to love her answer. I loved her answer. I don't want to give it away, um, but we're going to get to that. But before we get to my conversation with Kendra, I wanted to share what those seven things are that I want every mother to know. Like I said, you can go read them all in the blog post, which we'll link also in the show notes at bestdayguide.com forward slash 62. But you can go read the blog post at bestdayguide.com forward slash blog. It's the blog. If you're listening to this like five years from now, it's the blog post that posted on May 8th, 2022. Okay, so what I want every mother to know, seven things came to mind there in no particular order, but I sat here and I thought about my experience my journey I've been um my oldest child is nine years old so I've been a mother for um almost a decade but I've also been in been a child right I've been a daughter I've watched you know other people parent and I've just learned so much and as I sat and I really did just allow myself to sit and I said what is it if I was given the opportunity to have a bullhorn and say this message and every mother or mother-to-be could hear it, what would I want to say that, that would go into their ears? And these are the seven things that, I mean, they came out of my fingers so fast. So the first thing is this, you matter. You matter. There is this picture of this selfless woman doing a million things. And that's what the the picture of what a great mother is. It's a woman who, oh, my mom was always putting herself last and taking care of everyone else. And she'd give you the shirt off her back and she'd give you to her last penny down. She would basically this picture of a broken down woman in the dust, battered and bruised as like glorified as this is what a great woman or a great mother looks like. Right. Let's throw that in the trash. We're going to throw it in the trash and leave it there. And it's about to get picked up because today actually is trash day in my neighborhood. So it's trash day. That's about to get picked up. You matter. You matter. That's the first thing that I wrote down that came out of my fingers, out of my heart, out of my mind. You matter. You are a person who matters. Please do not buy into this broken down, tattered and torn down to her last squeak of energy that is what a woman or a mother looks like see how I told you this could apply just to women in general um you matter please take care of yourself that's number one number two ask for help this was probably the very first lesson I learned once my daughter was born. I am very much so a person that's like, I want to help others, but I don't want to ask for help. I looked at that as a sign of not having it all together. And that's trash. Let's go on and pop, pop that in there with the rest of the trash from number one, right? Ask for help. It's, it's so great. Now I ask for help all the time. I don't think there's been a day in my life where I have not in some form or fashion sought help from something or someone in some form or fashion, right? Including my own children. Right, they can be helpers too, but just ask for help. Let go of whatever this thing is about maybe it was like me that you know I want to be the one helping because I have everything together and so I can be there to help you, but I don't need your help. Eh, lies, ask for help. Number three, drop guilt and shame, they have no place in motherhood. Drop guilt and shame refuse literally refuse to ever say or allow to be said in your presence the term mom guilt I want I was about to say I want you to karate chop but don't let's not let's not be violent 
literally turn a blind ear to anyone to or blind eye if you're reading it. Do not allow that type of trash into your body, into your mind, into your mouth. Drop guilt and shame. They have no space in motherhood, period. That's another thing with pop in the trash, okay? Number four, protect your mind. Protect your mind. And that's a lot of what number three is about, right? Dropping that guilt and the shame and thinking that way. Prune out messages that stress you, that cause you to fear, that make you compare. Protect your mind. You have to protect your mind and understand what it takes for you to do that and be willing to prune out everything that protects your mind. Peace of mind for me is a top priority. Um, And I want that for you. So that's number four, protect your mind. Number five, you can do it differently. How you mother doesn't have to look like how you were mothered or parented. It doesn't have to look like how you saw it on television, how you see it on Instagram, how you saw it in your neighbor's home. You get to set the tone for your home. And if applicable, you get to set the tone together with your husband, your co-parent. You can do it differently. You don't have to repeat what was done to you or for you, particular if it's something that did not benefit you in your life. You can do it differently. And remember how I said protect your mind? <laughs> you can do it differently. You can set your boundaries and you don't need to hear anybody's opinion of it, whether they're blood or not, blood family or not. You can do it differently. I want every mother to know that. Number six, children want to be loved, safe, and seen. That's it. They want to be loved, safe, and seen. I promise you that's why they're going to, they're going to remember that. They're going to remember how you made them feel loved, safe, and seen more than any grand or expensive gesture. So take the pressure off because the things, the best thing you can do for your children don't cost you money, right? They cost you energy and time, work within yourself, but your children just want to be loved, safe, and seen. Those are the memories they're going to share when they get older. Take the pressure off. Take it off, okay? I mean, I understand maybe you you might be listening saying, well, man, love, safe, and seen, that feels like pressure. Um, but when I say take the pressure off, I'm saying take the pressure off of feeling like you have to make every day look like Pinterest and that you have to make do these grand things because maybe you've seen them somewhere else. Your children want to be loved, safe, and seen. And a lot of times that comes in listening to them tell you the same story for the 15th time in the last two minutes, (laughs) right? Getting down on the floor and doing something silly with them, you know, for every child is different. Having that thing that you all do together um, every week, having those traditions, those things that make them feel safe and loved and seen, your time, your presence, that's what your children want. And number seven, Make time for the many other parts of you. Make time for the many other parts of you. When you're in the newborn phase, that one might look differently. It will look differently because clearly our babies as newborns depend on us differently than our babies at 13 or 15 or nine. But make time for the many parts of you. Okay. Even if that's when you're with the newborn phase, making sure you stay locked in with your friends and in phone calls or texts or whatever that looks like for you, right? 
friends, spouse, activities, things that you enjoy doing. Don't get lost in this one role that you fulfill as a mother because you're more than one thing, even though this one thing is so beautiful and really a major part, especially in those early years of our energy and our time, make time for the many other parts of you. So those are the seven things that I want every mother to know. Um, again, there's a blog post that goes into all seven of these. You can find it at besttodayguide.com forward slash blog. Those seven things I want every mother to know, you matter. Ask for help. Drop guilt and shame. They have no role, no space in motherhood. Protect your mind. You can do it differently. Your children just want to be loved, safe and seen and make time for the other parts of you. I would love to hear what would you add to that list? If you had one thing that you could share with all moms, what is one thing you want moms to know? Come and talk to me over in the Best Today community at besttodaycommunity.com or you can text us at 404-737-1002. I'd love to hear what is the one thing that you want all mothers to know? Now I want to invite you to eavesdrop in on the conversation I had with Kendra. I'm gonna tell you this though, before I introduce Kendra, we could talk for like 15 hours and it'd be like 22 different podcast episodes. So I tried to keep it very focused, but we talk because we both feel so strongly about um, the things that we do, the things that we teach. Um, so I just, I just, oh, you'll hear it in our conversation where I ask a question and then we talk about like a lot of other things as it relates to to mothering. Um, so I'm so excited for you to listen to this conversation that she and I had. So I'm going to get over there to you. First, if you don't know Kendra Hennessy, Kendra is a positive motherhood enthusiast. Um, she is a podcast host and she's the founder of Mother Like a Boss, where she puts reluctant homemakers back in the driver's seat of motherhood through bite-sized practical routines and mindset shifts. Her mission is to empower moms through no-nonsense, realistic changes that they can stick with. And let me just say this, you're going to hear it in the conversation. But if you just heard me say homemakers, maybe you're like, Ooh, maybe you had some kind of reaction to that word. Keep listening. Kendra dropped something that really for me, like light bulb moment about this term homemaker. So just a little preview of what's coming. Now, Kendra lives in upstate New York with her husband, Adam. They are raising their daughter, Ava and son, Everett. She loves all things coffee, chocolate, and can usually be found in her off time binge watching something on TV. She loves giving support and encouragement to the moms of the world and really helping them make motherhood feel easier in every season. And that's why I wanted to invite her to have this conversation uh, just to talk through. One, I really just wanted to ask her, what is that you want mothers to know? She's going to tell you what that is. And we're just going to have a kind of a conversation back and forth about that. Let me know how, what are your thoughts to the things that you hear Kendra and I talk about? Again, you can come and post. Let's talk about it over in the Best Today community at besttodaycommunity.com or you can text 404-737-1002. We love having these after the podcast conversations with you about the podcast. And as always, you can leave us a message to tell us exactly what you thought about the podcast. You can go to besttodaypodcast.com and there is a button to leave a message or go to besttodayguide.com forward slash voice and leave us a message. We'll have all of these ways to let us know in the show notes at besttodayguide.com forward slash 62. So if you don't remember anything, just remember forward slash 62, that's going to get you 
all the links to all the things. Um, But we love having conversations with you all after the podcast, because it really does. um, It's really cool to hear what you thought or what your response is to some of the things that were shared. So let's get to my conversation with Kendra Hennessy of Mother Like a Boss. Well, good morning, Kendra, and welcome to the Best Today podcast. I'm so excited you're here. Can you say hello and introduce yourself? Hello there. I am. I'm really excited. Like I have this big smile on my face. I was looking forward to this all morning. I, I got up early. I was like, I'm going to pretty myself up. I'm going to wash my hair today. Wash my hair for Sunday. Um, yes. I'm so excited to be here. Uh, I am Kendra Hennessy and I am the founder and CEO of mother like a boss where I put reluctant homemakers back in the driver's seat of motherhood with realistic routines and practical mindset shifts. That's really, really what we're all about at mother like a boss. I love that. And something you just said, I wanted to get clear. So does that mean you only are speaking to mothers who consider themselves work from home mothers or is your message for mothers? It doesn't matter whether you're home full time or not. No, it's all mothers. And actually what's interesting, and I think this happens with a lot of businesses as we start with with one niche, you know, who we're talking to. Um, but we actually have a lot of women in our audience who don't have kids, either by choice or they are not having children yet. We also have a lot of older moms whose kids have grown and moved out of the house. And now they're kind of in this phase of, well, now my kids are gone. And I need to figure out how to like manage my home and I need to figure out how to manage my life and my routines. Because as you know, since you talk about routines, routines work for everyone and everyone's got to figure them out, whether, whether you have kids at home or not. So it's really all the moms that need the help. And also just any, anyone, anyone who comes in and uh, finds something in the message is welcome. At best today, we exist to help women just like you be your best one today at a time. So each week on the podcast, we are going to highlight your stories and your voices. So let's see what's in the inbox today. I love this message that we surprisingly received from a Best Today Guide customer. Her name is Kate, and she shared on her Instagram stories why she loves the Best Today Guide. And we're just going to play for you exactly what Kate had to say about the Best Today Guide. Let's listen in. Guys, happy Wednesday. I just want to tell you about a product I've been using. This is not sponsored. The person I bought it from probably doesn't know who I am. But I have been, I've been calling Shante Grant for a long time. And before, um, before Alberta was born, I bought her Best Today Guide, which uh, is what I've been using as kind of like, it's not so much a planner as like a, prioritize a prioritizing tool and a routine tool and I am I have a I really struggle with um staying on task um figuring out what I want to do in a day and so I've just been doing this for probably a month now and loving it um a few of the questions that like you write down your morning routine and it asks like what will I do for my mental and emotional health today what will I do for my physical health today and then you kind of put down it's 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 not meant to be a to-do list but it's like results and outcomes so it's trying to have you like think through your day with purpose I have been loving it you might not jump on board and like buy the product today but following her on Instagram and then also she has a podcast um again Shante uh, you've just been helping me. You really have been helping me with um, getting getting a lot in this brain on paper. So I just want to publicly thank you and let the world know that 
what you created is awesome. Thank you so much, Kate. I've since thanked Kate so much. We actually did an Instagram live together. Um, just love hearing how the best day guide is working for you all out in the wild because that that is what we create for we create to hear stories just like that how it is helping you to be intentional how is that that resource that tool that really helps you to move away from living off of endless to-do lists and really think about what are the results and outcomes I need today what am I doing for my mental emotional physical health how am I prioritizing what really matters in this life which is first and foremost you and your well-being and so Thank you again, Kate, for getting on your Instagram and just sharing that with the women in your audience. We greatly appreciate it. And now we get to share it with you here on the podcast. So if you want to experience the Best Today Guide or any of our resources, the first thing I'm going to tell you to get the Best Today Guide, of course, you go to besttodayguide.com. But we also have the quiz that lets you answer a few questions and then we will tell you what product is best for you. But you can get started by going to besttodayguide.com forward slash quiz. Or if you know you want the Best Today Guide, go on and place that order. Remember that when you place that order, it comes with your first month in the community for free. And so I am so excited to see you join us in the Best Today family by ordering your Best Today Guide right now by going to besttodayguide.com as really I couldn't have timed that better. Someone's placing an order. I forgot to turn my sound off on my phone. So be just like that. Place that order so we can hear that sound over here on this end and get that ship off to you. Any of our resources, really, again, we want you to find what's best for you. It may not be the best today guide is exactly what you need to start with. We have things like our week today bundle. We have right now routine. If really thinking through routines is where you need to start. We have plans to be done that teaches you how to get things done uh, without perfectionism and procrastination. So go right now to besttodayguide.com forward slash quiz if you're not sure what to start with. And we will tell you. Thank you again, Kate. And let's get back to the rest of the episode. I love that because one of the things I say at the beginning of this episode before it even gets to our conversation is like, if you are not a parent, please listen, because a lot of the things that we're going to say, we're going to talk about them in the context of mothering and parenting, but you can now take it out of that context and apply. When I look at like the seven things that I like, what I want uh, mothers to know, these are things I want all women to know. I'm just talking about it in the context of motherhood. And so I think that's just, I'm so glad you said that, that it's so helpful for people to understand that these, I think they're really just principles that we teach. Yeah. You just apply it to what your life looks like. And I think it's so smart for people to be in your audience who desire to be parents, but aren't yet, because I feel like they are going to be ahead of the game. I wish, clearly, I wish I knew now, <laughs> knew before what I know now, who does it right? But it's just like, the freedom, the the peace, the worry that you can just completely eliminate by having a lot of what you teach, you know, a lot of this knowledge beforehand. So I'm just shout out to all the women in your audience who are not yet parents who are like being proactive. That is that is what I wish I could go back and gift myself. So I love that you shared that, too. That's really Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's funny because I know since, you know, you're a mom as well, you get a lot of like parenting advice before you have kids. Like there's a lot of like how to be a parent, but I think motherhood sort of transcends parenting. There's so mm -hmm. much more in that relationship with yourself as a mother. I also yes. think that there's a deeper connection I have with my own mother. When I became a mother, the understanding Absolutely. of things that used to like bug me, like, why did she do that? And then you become a mom, you go, oh, 
that's why she did that. Okay. And it's so for me, motherhood like transcends that. And so what I want to help women do is, and families really is to have a sense of how to run their home in the way that works for them, their values, their season of life, um, where they live in the world, their background, their culture. I want them to be able to have less stress in their home and in their life, get those things done that need to be done because it, listen, things have to be cleaned. Food has to be made. Diapers have to be changed. <laughs> like it's just yep. the way it is, but how can we make that easier? Um, and because I'm surely not a parenting expert, by the way, you don't want to come to me for parenting advice. I'm definitely not the parenting expert, but I love that we can at mother, like a boss, we can kind of help moms with the other stuff, with the other yes. stuff that they're really struggling with outside of just, you know, how do I get my kids to like pick up their toys or all of the other parenting struggles we have? <laughs> yes. Yes. How did you get into this work? Because it is, it is, like you said, a niche audience and a niche, uh, even like you said, there's parenting, which is this huge topic. What you're doing is a, a piece it's in within that it's a small subset yeah. within that. How did you get into this work and decide to work with this group of people and in this way, like this is the thing you want to help them do really get back. Like you said, the driver's seat in their home. How did you land here? Yeah. I think sometimes that, uh, and I'm, I don't know if other people feel this way. I feel like my business found me. It was like, it found me like this work found me, this message Mm -hmm. found me. And, um, so the way that I got started is back in 2006, I started a cleaning business. I was in college. I was in my last year in college and I dropped out. I had a panic kind of, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do what I went to school for. I don't, I had this almost like flash of my life doing what I'd gone to school for. And I was like, I don't want this. Mm -hmm. And so I decided I'm going to take a break at the time. I didn't know I was dropping out of college. I just thought I'll take a break. And uh, this uh, this opportunity to help another woman who owned a cleaning business fell into my lap just to have some work while I figured things out. And I loved it. I loved the business aspect of it. I mean, I love the cleaning part too, but I loved the, the business aspect. And long story short, she kind of got sick, couldn't really do it anymore. And I thought I can run my own cleaning business. I, I knew nothing. I was 22. I knew nothing about business. I had no business running a business, but I did it. And I, um, at the time, at the same time, um, I got pregnant. My husband and I were engaged. We were planning a big wedding and <laughs> found out we were pregnant as sometimes that happens. And so all of this is happening at the same time. Flash forward many years later, um, we, you know, we have our daughter. Six years later, we had our son still running the cleaning business and it was great. But what I was finding, there were two parts of this. The business part was, I felt like I was an employee of my own business. I didn't have a lot of flexibility. I had to have employees helping me. But when you have employees helping you, that's a whole other, like, are they going to do it the way that I would do it? Um, I had a very specific way that I liked things to be done in people's homes. It's why I was so good at my job. And then on the other side, what I was seeing is that... um, a lot of the the cleaning that I was doing for families, because it was mostly moms that were hiring me, um, a lot of it just felt like a Band-Aid on a gushing wound. Like I was just putting a Band-Aid on that every two weeks coming, but it was like we were starting from scratch over and over again. And what I found Mm -hmm. is they lacked systems. They didn't have any systems in their home and they were extremely overwhelmed and stressed. And they thought, if I just have someone clean my house, everything will be better. But the truth is, I wasn't there every day. And so when you don't have systems to keep things organized, to get rid of the stuff in your house, to declutter to those routines, 
the cleaning is just the cleaning. It's cleaning is just the thing we do. And, uh, and I, I realized like, there's gotta be like that, like there's gotta be a better way. And I started listening to podcasts and I thought maybe I could start an online business. I can't clean people's houses from my home though. What am I going to do? And sort of mother, like a boss just fell into my lap. My sister, who actually is our creative director, she kind of helped me come up with the name of that. And I just, at the beginning, to be honest, I had no idea what it was going to be. I just thought, I really just want to help moms feel lighter in their life and in their homes, get more organized, have systems in place. Um, And then it just kind of became something else because people would come to me and were asking me questions that I was like, oh, I didn't even know people struggled with that. I can help Mm -hmm. with that. I can help with that. Like, I know the same with you. It's like, Things that maybe seemed easy to you that you had figured out and you're Mm -hmm. like, oh, I just thought other people figured this out too. Oh, I can help you with this. Okay. Let me help you with this. And then through the years, that's where that whole idea of, um, I've coined this term homemaker ish, because Mm -hmm. to me, I never related to the word homemaker. I never related to that. I was like, I'm a businesswoman, And I go, and I was like, what I realized is I'm, I'm a homemaker and my husband is too. And you know what? My kids are too, because we're all making a home together. We are all a part of this. My single friends who live in two bedroom apartments are homemakers. And we have to redefine what that word means for ourselves Mm. and take it back so that it feels more empowering. Um, And so that's really the transition that I made was to help really just to help what I call reluctant homemakers, that feeling of like, I know I need to get this stuff in place, but I don't know how to do it. And it feels really scary. Um, that's kind of how that, that all, it all came to be with a lot of bumps in the road along the way, by the way. <laughs> yes. I love that. I love, I relate to your story so much about starting in one place and then kind of finding the thing you loved within that, which is different. And then from there, even figuring out, okay, but what do people not know? I always assume, doesn't everybody plan every day the night before? This is mm-hmm. not groundbreaking, like florals for spring groundbreaking. That's how I felt like this is a groundbreaking. But then people are like, that's the most helpful thing you ever taught me. And I'm like, oh, that's a thing. So completely understand that. But I really love what you said about redefining homemaker. Um, yeah. And Every, we're all home because we're all actively working or that's the desire that we're all actively working to make our house a home, whether it's just you and your one bedroom apartment in New York City, or if it's you with four children in the suburbs, like everyone's an active participant in that. And even, you know, that's something I try to teach my nine year old, my three year old to the extent I can teach him, like we all are part of this together. And so when you see something in the floor, you're not the one who put it there, but you don't, why are we stepping over it? Right. Cause this is a part of our home. So I love how you have redefined that. Oh, I really see now I'm thinking about another episode. Cause I would love to talk to you about another term that I really don't love. Mm. Um, stay at home, mom. Mm. That's a whole nother episode. I have mm-hmm. a whole thing about that. I feel like we, I feel like we have very similar opinions <laughs> on that. <laughs> yeah. We did a sequel for that. Um, okay. So homemaker, you are now, Oh, I just love that home. And I hope people, when they heard that, they really, that just freed somebody who thought I'm the homemaker in the home. I'm the one yeah. responsible for all the things going on in my home and understanding that, no, we are all, we all bear this title and we all work together as a team, as a unit in this household to make it run. I think that in itself, even a mom hearing that for some people is kind of like a, is that real? Is it, is that possible? Is that a thing? What, what will, you know, someone's clutching their pearls, even as you said that, but I think it's also breaking a lot of chains, a lot of prisons that we've probably put ourselves in and our families are just like, 
Well, of course, mom's the one that does it all because that's what she does. And then they build that expectation. It becomes this cycle that you've created because that's what you, that's maybe what you truly believe. Like that was your sole responsibility to be, like you talked about this this morning on your social, like the martyr of the home. Like mm-hmm. I'm just the one always making the sacrifice. I'm going to be the one that does all the cleaning. And that doesn't have to be, we're all homemaker in our home. I love that. Um, yeah. Cause the word ahead. is loaded. The words, lo- yeah. it's a loaded word. There are some people who very much, um, grasp and, and relate to that word. Um, but there, there are other people, because if you asked a, like a focus group of people, what a homemaker is, we have this very antiquated, outdated, like stay at home, mom, Susie homemaker, you know, dressed to the nines heels. She's usually a white woman. She's usually, it's like this suburb, this 1950s kind of, it's like our brains automatically go to that because that's sort of what we've been shown over the years. And the truth is that that's, that's why it's loaded. So when people hear homemaking, sometimes they're like, I'm out. Like, but I'm like, well, are you, are you doing dishes every day? Well, that's part of homemaking. Like, is your husband mowing the lawn? That's homemaking. Like it's, it's all just a part of it. It's just making a home. We just attached something else to it over the years through societal stuff and, you know, the TV and the way that we, we showed them, but we can just redefine it and make it whatever we want. That's why I call it homemaker ish. It's like a little bit homemaker. It doesn't have to be Mm -hmm. perfect. (laughs) Yeah. I love that so much. I just, I'm just still sitting there because I really, really, I'm big on like being mindful of the words that we use um, Mm. and making sure we're not using words that are putting us in prisons, but also like changing words. Like, you know what? Actually, I don't want it to mean this. It can mean something differently. And why does it have to mean that? Who said everything? You know, we're we're way beyond leave it to beaver. Is that the name of that Mm. show? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Like life life looks differently now um, and homes look differently now and people have different expectations. So I love that you're, I love this definition and hopefully someone is hearing this and they're realizing how can it become, how can every member of my family be a homemaker? Because it takes all of us make this home. So that in itself, I feel like has just really light bulb someone or mind blown someone. Cause I love that. Um, I hadn't heard you explain that before. So I love that so much. You know, one of the things I want to talk about in this episode uh, was I one, and I shared this with you before we started recording, is I want this to be a, a, a resource for mothers, mothers-to-be, people who are thinking about, you know, mothering, or maybe just someone who's trying to be a friend to a mother and understand kind of what she's going through, like a resource. And so one of the things I wanted to talk about in this episode is like, what is it that, since you've worked with so many women, so many mm-hmm. mothers, um, what is it that you found, like, that they don't know. Like you thought, Oh, like you said, you took for granted that they knew like, what are the things you're like, I want every mother to know this. Um, what would those things be for you? Yeah. One of them, this is my like go-to phrase is that momentum will finish more projects than motivation will ever even start. Mm. Because I think, and, and sometimes it takes a second to even hear it's like, Momentum is going to finish a lot of projects. Motivation is not going to start, but it's probably not going to start any. And mm-hmm. they really, the, the basis of my, because my signature course is homemaker issue. And the basis of that is really this idea of momentum over motivation and using those small tasks that you're doing every day to build momentum because momentum leads to motivation, not the other way around, but we are definitely 
sort of saddled with this idea in our, in our culture that like, you have to always want to do everything you're doing, like that you're going to want to do everything. And it's like, do you, I don't want to do like 50% or more of the stuff I do every day. Like, I don't want to always get up early. I'm like, Oh, I would rather be in bed. (laughs) I would really rather do that. But I know if I just get up and I just brush my teeth, and I just do those one to two minute tasks, then I'm up. Then I'm like, well, I mean, I'm already up. I might as well do the mm-hmm. next thing. And we we kind of have this burden of, I need to be motivated, which then when we're not leads to this feeling of shame. Like, mm-hmm. well, other people have willpower and I just don't. And it's like, no, they probably just got up and did one thing that led to another, that led to another. And that's kind of how I run my entire home is momentum over motivation. Every, my business is run on momentum. My business is run on 10 minute tasks, 10 minute routines, 15 minute routines that are just Mm -hmm. built on the next, on the next, on the next. And when the, that's been the biggest aha moment for my students, that's for it frees them because all of a sudden they're like, Oh, I can, I can do five minutes. Anyone Mm -hmm. can do five minutes. You can do five minutes of something. What's interesting is that once you do that five minutes or 10 minutes, it leads to another, it leads yep. to another. It's like, um, I remember years ago hearing someone, maybe it was Shalene Johnson. I don't even know who it was. They were like, listen, here's, here's my tip for you when you're working out. If you don't want to work out, just work out for five minutes. That's it. Just five, put a timer on for five minutes. You know, what's going to happen. You're just going to keep working out. You're going to, if you're on the treadmill running, you're just going to keep going because you're already going instead of saying, I need to work out for an hour. Because that feels overwhelming. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so when it comes to your home as well, or anything that you're doing, I just love this idea of creating momentum, little bits at a time that actually, then they lead to small wins. And when we have small wins, we're more likely to keep going um, because we're celebrating instead of waiting for these, I'm going to be motivated to do this big project. And it's like that, that that's a, that's a long road, especially for moms that keep getting interrupted every few minutes (laughs) with somebody needs a snack or somebody needs something or just people being interrupted with their own thoughts. You know, we have a lot of people in our audience with ADD and ADHD and struggle with that focus. Momentum helps with that because you no longer have to worry about being motivated. I love that so much. And what I also love about, um, one of the few good things about the internet um, is that there are people like you who teach something like a lot of what you just said are principles we teach exactly, but yeah. you put it in a way that someone else can hear. Maybe they hear me talk about, you know, one day at a time and one step at a time. And it just doesn't, it just doesn't hit them. They don't get what I'm saying, but they listen the way you just explained it. Same exact concepts, same results, same behavior, really. But they get it that way, explaining the momentum over motivation. And so for me, it makes me so excited to see people who are really active in the things that matter to them because we need different people telling it in the way that it's come to them, you know, because then, like I said, someone might not get it when I say it. But just as I was listening to you talk, I was like, this is so good. I was like, but we're really saying the same thing, but we're saying it so differently. And I love that because the momentum, you're so right. The, the confidence, the, like you said, it comes from, oh, I did that. I did that thing. And then you build it up some mornings, like you said, when I don't want to get up and do you know the things that I know I've already laid out, but one, having it laid out already, at least I know, okay, I know exactly what I'm going to do. 
But two, those are the days I might do something like, okay, I'm going to put the laundry in first thing. It's just because one, that's really easy. I know whose load it is, but it's something about doing one task that took me two minutes, but it feels like, man, okay, you just did. I just accomplished something. And then it makes you think about, okay, well, what's the next thing? And it's those little small things that really do build up. And I tell my daughter this all the time because I think she really does think, well, I don't want to unload the dishwasher. And I'm like, okay, if you don't want to unload the dishwasher, which is her responsibility, why do you think mommy wants to? Do you think the things you see me do around the house, I'm like, I wake up singing songs, thinking about doing like, we have to do what we have to do. So we get to do what we want to do. That's what I always tell her. Like, if you get so good, (laughs) I tell her that all the time. If you do the things you have to do, there's way more time to do the things you want because she'll spend more time complaining about the thing than just doing it. And I'm like, you're eating into your fun time with this 10 minute story of telling me why you think you already work so hard. Oh, it's she's so it's it's so I love watching it because she's going to be a great advocate for herself. She's like, I work so hard every day in class. I have this test and then you want me to unload the dishwasher. And I'm just like, She's like, you just have it so easy. You go upstairs, you talk on your computer, but I have really hard work. <laughs> it's it's fantastic. But, you know, it's just this understanding of, babe, we have to, these are just things sometimes we have to do. And just even understanding that it's kind of like, oh, okay. I don't have to love everything that it has to get done. Like, I don't, I mean, actually I do know people who love scrubbing toilets. I am not one of those people, mm. but but it's something that, like you got to have a clean toilet. You've got to have a clean tub. You have to have these things that are clean. And it's just um, so I love that thought of the 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 small things really do build that momentum and motivation. Yeah, I I, I haven't. That's another one of those words, because that's clearly I bet you're asked this all, all the time too. like, how are you so motivated? How are you so motivated? Yeah. And it's just like I need people to understand it's not you seeing us do the, these things is not because we're just like. I love doing all these things, particularly like in business, in parenting. There are a lot of parts that are like, I have to feed you. So I'm going to go in this kitchen. (laughs) I don't feel like feeding you today. (laughs) You know, I just want to sit on the couch or I have to drive you to this place. It's so hot outside, but I have to do, you know, so I love that momentum. Okay. I don't want to mess up the way you said it. Say it again. Momentum will finish more projects than motivation will ever even start. That. Yeah. Yep. It's, it's so true. And so just one little step at a time, how, okay. So what about when the person comes and says, okay, but what, then what do I start with? Because there's so mm. many things. Cause I'm sure that's the next question. It's like, but there's just so much, how do you pick what to, where to start? What do you yeah, say? To that? I, so I, I've thought I've given a lot of thought to this. So instead of just saying like the, the very simple answer of like, just pick a place and start. That is the answer sometimes. I will say that. But what happens with people, especially if they are are struggling with a severe amount of overwhelm or they've been in a survival season for a long time, Mm -hmm. when you're in survival mode, I feel like it's kind of like that hierarchy, that Maslow's hierarchy. And you're not even thinking about how to like live your best life. You're literally Mm -hmm. just like, I just need to get through the day. So Mm -hmm. for me, it always comes back to priorities which I know you're a huge advocate of like, Mm -hmm. what is important to you right now? Mm -hmm. If it is important to you, if you're looking all over your, I'm just going to use a home, for example, 
Mm-hmm. If you're looking all over your house, there's a pile of laundry over there and there's dishes and there's dinner that needs to be cooked. But you're also thinking I need to meal prep for the week. If there's all these things, then in that moment, what is most important right now? Because what mm-hmm. people get caught up in, and I don't know if you hear the same thing. It's like, well, lots of things are important. My kids are important. My husband's important. My spouse, my partner, my, my, my friends, my work. It's like, no, those are those are things that are important in the umbrella term of your life. But I'm talking yeah. right this moment. What is important right now? What will help you move forward right now? And I think that people don't ask themselves that question enough. I don't think people put those right now on there enough because they're just thinking about, but, and this goes into a whole other topic where it's like, I'm going to, well, I'm going to spend time doing the laundry, but then there's just going to be more laundry. And so what we do is we, we justify not doing things because there's too much to do instead Mm -hmm. of just being like, but there's kind of like what you said, like with the, I'm not always going to want to cook dinner. I'm not always going to want to do those things, but they have to be done. One of my favorite things to tell people is like, guys, there's always going to be something else to do. And that to me is freeing. Whereas yep. some, for some people that's overwhelming. I'm like, oh, that's a freeing thought to me. Cause I'm like, I'll just get done what I can get done. There's always going to be something else. Yep. So why bother trying to get it all done? What's yep. the, there's no point. Um, and I've often said that overwhelm, this feeling of overwhelm is really perceived obligation. It's what we perceive we're obligated to do. Like, well, I should be doing all of this. I should have Mm -hmm. this all done. And that's what overwhelms us. Mm -hmm. Um, And so for me, it's always asking yourself, what is the most important thing right now? Um, And then also another way to look at it is like, what is going to give me the biggest bang for my buck to get started? Yeah. Like, where am I going to see the biggest payoff for that? Yeah. Because it's like, okay, well, maybe the laundry doesn't even need to be put away. Somebody could grab underwear from that pile. It's fine. It's clean. Mm-hmm. But like, maybe the biggest bang for your buck is going to be like sitting down and meal planning for the week. Because if you can get that done, then that's going to help you for the entire week. It's like, everyone's is going to be different, but we're going to see the biggest bang. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And that just is a, another reaffirmation of what you were saying about momentum, because if you 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 feel you're right. I always say we feel the O word, as I call it, when you're looking at mm-hmm. all the things. Well, the way to, to stop doing it is one, stop looking at all the things. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. If if you're like looking at all the things is making me feel this, then just just by logic, not looking at maybe stop looking at all the things and then narrow down and pick one because doing that one thing. Maybe the thing you pick is what's going to be the easiest because that's going to be like you said, there's so many things or what you were talking about right now. I was like, that's right now routine, right? Like our our routine, like, because it is so true. What do you need right now? Not like, oh, you know, I know in about six months, we're going to be transitioning to school. We're not thinking about routines. You need six months from now. What do you need today right now? So like that, and it's like, so maybe it's. I need to do the thing that's the easiest. I need to do the thing that's the closest to me, or I need to do the thing that's going to give me the most peace of mind. Because for me, that's my priority. Mm. My priority is always what is going to give me peace of mind. Just like this week, um, I took out food to cook on Sunday. We had traveled Friday and Saturday, and I was up past 11, two nights in a row. And I like to be in bed by nine. And so Sunday, I thought, okay, this is what I'm going to make. I put it, pulled it out. But when we got back home Sunday, I was just like, so what's not going to happen is me cooking because um, I see the food there that needs to be cooked. It's going to go in the fridge. And I'm going to sit on this couch until the couch and me become one. And so what we're going to do 
do is say, let's see what's in the fridge. And we're going to have like a little, you know, whatever's in the fridge. We've got something I'm sure frozen from Trader Joe's because I, yes, dinner needed to be cooked. Yes. Food had been taken out. Yes. People need to eat. But what was going to bring me first of all, in my body and peace of mind was like sitting and just letting myself feel tired. I don't feel tired often because I prioritize sleep and I prioritize exercise. And I prioritize drinking my water and minding my business. Like those are probably my best health things ever, right? Sleep, exercise, minding my business and drinking water. Like that is the best regimen for like wellness for me. Yes. Right? But I had missed out on like even getting eight hours of sleep. But if it's like later at night, it just, it doesn't, my body likes what it like its rhythm mm-hmm. and I've just been thrown off. And so for me, it was, I'm going to decide what is best for me. And some people could say, oh, clutch their pearls, but what about your children? They needed that fresh meal. They ate, they ate food and they're mm-hmm. still here. <laughs> they're alive and well. Right. And some people would clutch their pearls and think, well, I would think in that situation, you rush and make the meal and then you sit down. No, for me, it was, what, like you, like she said, knowing your priorities, I know my peace of mind and just how I want to feel in my body is always first. And mm-hmm. knowing that, that meant I made this down decision. I can't sit down and cook, so I'm going to sit down, right? And it's just making those decisions and being okay with the decision that you make being different from what you think people think you should do is really mm-hmm. important. Because it's you living your life. And you talk about this a lot. We both talk about this a lot. It's like, you have to get these shoulds and like, oh, this is the way it's done over there. This is the way people glamorize it. Number one, you don't really know. Like I always remind people like, you, you, none of us know 100% of what everyone is actually doing in their real lives. I know it feels that way from reality, quote unquote, TV and social media, but none of us know. And also- what does that have to do with you? <laughs> like, even if it was like a survey taken and 99% of moms said that they would cook dinner, even if they were tired, you know what? Well, if that's what you want to do, live your life. What does that have to do with me? Like, that's one mm-hmm. of my favorite questions to tell people like, but what that got to do with you? You know, so I think when you're talking about like, what do you pick first? It really is, like you said, knowing what your priority is. And it's okay if your priority is you. It's okay if your priority is what's going to bring me most peace of mind. You, you know, everyone comes in the house and they're like, why did you do that one first? It's like, because that's the thing that like, for me, it's having the counters wiped down. I I need that. There's something like the, every, it could be, the dishes could be so full of dishes that there's no, you can't put a, a needle in there. But if the counters are empty and wiped down, I feel good. So, and sometimes there has come to the, that where I'm like, you know what? I want to go to sleep, but I cannot, for me, the piece is just to at least get the counters wiped down because mm-hmm. I'm thinking, what do I need for me? And they don't care what it looks like in here, but I care. So I'm going to skip the other parts and get to that in the morning. So, but it's just knowing what matters to you and being okay. If what matters to you isn't reflective of what you think quote unquote should matter. And I don't, that feels so weird to say, because I, again, this is one of those things where I'm like, this is like florals for spring groundbreaking. It doesn't feel groundbreaking, but I know people need to hear this. Have you found, what are some of those things you shared that you're kind of like, I can't believe I'm saying this because it feels almost as simple as saying like, I don't know, like florals for spring. It doesn't feel groundbreaking, but people are like clutching their pearls. When you say it, what are some of those, what are some of those things been for you? Yeah. First of all, I have to say, I swear we were cut from the exact same cloth. <laughs> like God just cut us from the same cloth. The I like to be in bed by nine. Shantae and I would do really well on like a, like a trip together. 
Cause we would yes. do a lot of stuff during the day. And then we'd be like, well, time to go wash our faces and put our jammies right. on. Good night. <laughs> There's no, yes. no late nights for us. <laughs> we'd get a good night's sleep, wake up early and get ourselves ready to go. Exactly. <laughs> be great yes. for that. <laughs> yes. Uh, and, and I love, I just have to say, I love all the stuff you were saying. Cause it's like that I'm, I'm the same way. We went away last week. Just, it was just an overnight just to Connecticut. Cause we're only a couple hours away from Connecticut and brought our kids for, you know, spring spring, spring break to the aquarium. And I came home and now on my calendar, I was like, we'll be home by like one o'clock in the afternoon at the next day. I'll, I'll come home. I'll get our stuff out of the car and then I'll do a little bit of work <laughs> that did not. I was so tired. I was just from driving there and back yep. over, even just staying overnight, staying mm-hmm. up later. You're in a different bed. You don't sleep as well, all that stuff. Yep. And I just went, no, not today. And it was the same. I was like, DoorDash, hello. Thank mm-hmm. you so much, DoorDash person, for bringing us Panera tonight. And yep. I sat, I was the same. Like, I'm just going to sit here and I'm just going to watch something on TV until I can't watch anymore. And my eyeballs are almost <laughs> popping out. And then I'll go upstairs and go to bed. And I know that there are so many, I even have mom friends that are like, oh no, I, you know, I can't sit down. I also grew up with, I love my mom. I grew up, I swear to God, I'd never saw my mom sit down. I never saw my mom lay down, take a nap, take it, whatever. I take naps all the time or like rests. Even if I'm not mm-hmm. taking a nap, I'm just resting and putting myself first and uh, understanding what my priorities are feeling into my own body makes mm-hmm. me a way better mother way better, better wife, Mm -hmm. better friend, better business owner. Because when I am feeling into what I need and give myself that I am able to kind of refresh much easier. And then I'm like, Oh yeah, let's, let's go. Um, the, the whole, like people, um, you know, you, you having this idea of like, Oh, this is just easy. (laughs) Like the the florals of spring. It's like those things that are just like, Oh, I just thought everyone uh, knew that the doing things the night before that's just something I've been doing for a large portion of my life. Like get myself set up for the next day, the night before, Mm -hmm. whether that's looking at my calendar, whether it's setting out clothes. Then when I had kids, it's like preparing their lunches or getting their backpacks ready. All of us doing that together the night before. Uh, But for a large portion of my audience, they're like, oh, I didn't even know I could do some of these things the night before. And I think the reason is because if they didn't see that modeled for them, like if they didn't do that Mm -hmm. or they're like, oh, I didn't even think that I could do that, that I could set myself up for success. And one of the simple tips that I tell people, I'm like, if you're tired at night, literally do stuff in the afternoon. Your kids get home from school. Say you work outside the home. Your kids get home from school. They come in the house. They're already holding their lunchbox, their backpack. Guess what? Pack their lunch right then. You're already in the kitchen. You're already in the kitchen. You're already unpacking. You're already in sort of like, like chaos mode, you know, of the, like everyone's getting home and stuff. Use that, use that, pack their lunch. And then you're like, I don't have to do it later. I also started to do that with washing my face. Because I was like, well, after a certain time of night, nobody cares what my face looks like. I'm not going on Instagram. I don't care. And I'll go on Instagram without my makeup on. I don't care. But at a certain time of day, I don't care anymore. And I realized waiting until right before bed, I was so tired some nights that I was like, oh my God, just one extra thing of putting oil on my face and wiping it off is a step too far. So I just started to do it like before dinner. Mm -hmm. And it was like, oh, 
I can do this now. Like there's no should, no, but yeah. you should do it right before bed. Who, who said that? Like, why, why right. do we, it's the finding the thing that is going to make it easier for you. Because again, with mm-hmm. the cut from the same cloth, I, anything that makes my life easier, I am here for. Yeah. I, I have zero interest in being stressed. None. I have no interest right. in living a stressed right. life. I have no interest in go, go, go all the time. I have no interest now. I have no interest in being a martyr. Like I just want whatever peace I can have in my life. I am here for. And I am so glad you said the mind your business. I never even thought of that as a health tip, but yes, minding your business, staying out. I just, nope. I am over here minding my home and my business. You're doing what you're doing. (laughs) I'm doing this. I love that. (laughs) Absolutely. It really makes all the world of difference Um, because then you don't even have all these ideas of shoulds. You know, like I said, I think, what I I love finding tips about different things from the people I follow that whose presence I can be in, right? I can't mm. be in everyone's presence um, because they're, if, I think it's really if the values aren't aligned yep. um, and values, I have people who we share a lot of values, but we don't have to think the same. We don't have to think the same way, but it's values. And there are things I can glean and learn from them. But then there's being in the presence of people that make you feel like you have to be someone who you're not. You, I don't want to be around anyone who makes me feel or who, you know, and, and really who I t- consume something and then it makes me doubt or think negatively about myself because really it's me that's in control of that. I'm the mm-hmm. one who's doing the feeling. But but the, and I think I wish more people could find out which side of the spectrum the things they consume are on, because I think a lot of times people are consuming things and they're thinking, oh, this is so pretty. It's motivating me. But really, it's not. It's causing them to feel like which is one of my seven things. It's like that guilt and shame. And mm-hmm. I believe that guilt and shame have no place in parenting and motherhood. There's zero, like there is no space for that. It is a learning process for all of us we are all going to miss the mark on something, but that's when we learn and we're like, oh, okay, I'm not going to do that. Or here's what I learned about that, which makes me think about when you're talking about you're a better mom, when you're taking care of yourself, that's so true because what will happen in the situation where I force myself to push past tired to make this delicious home-cooked meal is when inevitably Liam throws a ball at me or something breaks, I am going to flip. Yep. I'm going to flip on everyone because I'm already doing something that I don't want to do, not in the place where I want to be frustrated, know that my body is tired. And it's like, all that is, is just waiting for one little thing to happen. Whereas that same thing can happen and I'm rested. And I know I've seen that the difference between how I respond to the things that children are just going to do. This is mm. it not, this is like, this is what they, three-year-olds do these things, right? I can respond to that because I'm well, I'm well rested. I have peace of mind. I've done the things I needed for myself. And now I can respond in the way that I want to respond, which is in love. And that's another thing. When people think it's selfish to take care of themselves, I imagine those are people who really do desire to be loving parents and ask yourself, always putting you last. Does that, how do you, how do you respond in situations? Typically I would imagine not in the loving way. So if it helps you, the thing is putting yourself and taking care of yourself allows you to be the kind of person you think you're being by not putting yourself first, right? You're like, oh, I want to be giving and I want to be all these things. That's fantastic. But are you in reality when you keep putting yourself last? What's happening is you're building resentment that maybe you don't even know about against your children or maybe your spouse because they're not doing these things. Have you communicated 
these things. And so the taking care of yourself, putting you first, I think is one of those florals for springs thing. Like to us, it's like, it makes sense. That's something I had to learn also. Mm -hmm. And not only learn, but then also live it out. You know, I feel like maybe I knew it, but I was living it out 10%. And then I, then I get to 20 and now it's like a hundred percent, like there, you know, I'm not going to do what I know is not for my good, right? Because I know doing what's for my good is going to be for the good of everyone in every facet of, of my, like for my own team, for my family, for my friends, for me, um, it really pours down from that. So I really love that you talked about, like, it's so important to make yourself a priority because I think it then allows you to be the type of parent that you want to be. You just, your response, at least I can say for me, my response is different. I'm, I parent the way I want to parent when I come from a place of like, okay, I have done what I needed to do because it's not, I'm already on the edge and it's just one more thing that's going to tip me over. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I, my, (laughs) my hot take that a lot of people may not agree with, and that's okay. I didn't realize how much some of the stuff that I talked about would ruffle feathers, like encouraging moms ruffles feathers, but it's because we're so committed (laughs) to this other way of doing things. But I actually think that when I'm not putting myself first, it is far more selfish of me because really it kind of goes into that people pleasing, like what martyrdom I need to do things for people, but it's not really about the other person. It's about me because Mm -hmm. I'm trying to avoid discomfort when I'm people pleasing, when you're people pleasing, it's because I'm trying to avoid discomfort. It has nothing to do with the other person. It has nothing to do with them doing the, you not like Uh, sitting down and instead cooking, even though you're exhausted, even though, you know, it's not for your highest good. It's not even really for your, the other people it's be, it's based on this discomfort of, well, what if someone perceives me as a bad mom? Like, this is what I'm supposed to do. It's more about that. And I'm like, I don't want to perpetuate that for my kids. That's another huge thing. I have a 15 year old daughter and a nine year old son, and I have no idea. They may decide to have kids or not have kids in their life. We don't know. But I know that I don't want to perpetuate that for my kids. I want my children to understand that they're allowed to put themselves first and they're allowed to have boundaries. And that's something we talk about in our home. Like you're allowed Mm -hmm. to have boundaries as well. And we're allowed to discuss those. And I want you to be able to put yourself first. I can't teach that in one breath and show something completely different in another. It doesn't work. Yeah, I just wrote that down. We were talking, that made me think about, um, I remember it was such a, a praise and a compliment to a woman. I just think about my childhood to be like, oh man, she was so selfless. She <laughs> always put everyone before herself and she was always giving, she'd give you her last dime and the shirt off her back. And I understood the 2% of that where we're talking about the importance of, there are times mm. when I do make a sacrifice. Absolutely. Parenting is about sacrifice. Parenting so is sacrifice. Be clear. Yeah. <laughs> there have been times when I have been tired, but something, someone gets sick, someone needs this and yep. my children. And here's the thing, taking care of my children is something that matters to me. So I'm yes. still doing something that matters to me, but, and, and I understand the importance of being giving and, you know, all of these things, that's like the 2% good from that statement, but 98% of it, what we're doing. And I clearly didn't realize this as a child, because then I think, oh man, so being a parent, being a mom means like always putting your children first, like working yourself to the bone. If you need to always like basically being a sacrificial lamb, like, it's just like you're, mm. you're all in and, and that being the praise. And, you know, I think of funerals and I think of when people are honoring people on their birthday, it's like, that was the thing you kept hearing about 
mothers just so giving, give, 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 give. And I was just like, and now as an adult, and you think about that, I'm like, I have to make sure, because if that's what you were told, like that's what's honorable and you want to be honorable, you start taking that on. But then when you take that on, you're like, this is a heavy thing to carry. Is that actually, I don't want that compliment. I think I heard you talking about this recently. Like, I don't want that as a compliment. I want, that's not what I'm trying to put out. Basically what, when I think about it, I'm like, oh, that's not what I wanted to say. That's not, Mm -hmm. please don't say that about me. (laughs) I don't want to be my children say about me. And when you're talking about like what you model here, one of the things I allow in this home that definitely I couldn't do in my, as a child was like, my children can have a conversation with me about something I've asked them to do. Mm -hmm. It, It doesn't have you like Zoe can say, mom, I'm right on the middle of this chapter. I have two more pages. Can I finish this before I go and do the thing that I asked you to do? Um, because now that's let me know that I also honor her and the things that matter to her and that what she's working on and really trying to help her understand that line between, you know, disrespect and, but also having a voice because everything isn't like, go do this thing. Okay. Stop what I'm doing in the middle of it and go do this thing. When you were actually in the middle of something that really mattered to you. I didn't know that because you didn't tell me and letting you know, you have a voice to tell me. I think that's really important. It's like doing something differently, but also making sure that I'm modeling what that looks like. So when she asks me to do something and I'm in the middle of something, they know when I go in the gym, I'm in my workout, I'm not coming out of here unless you say the house is on fire. Mm-hmm. Like I've had my three-year-old cry for 30 minutes in the doorway and I finished my workout because I've made it clear. I've given you all the things you need. Is something hurt? No, it's just, I want you to come watch me do this thing. I'm like, I would love to watch you do this thing when I finish my workout. Yep. And now he knows, like he will now come out there and sit with me when he wants mommy's presence instead of it used to be, no mom, I'm requesting you to come in here with me. He will now some mornings if he gets up earlier than normal and I pull his stroller right next to my mat, he will send his stroller like he did this morning. He will eat his apple and I will finish my workout. And that's to show them this is something that matters to me, but I want you to know you matter too but I'm more than one thing, which is one of my seven things. It's like, we're more than one thing. We have to model what that looks like. And if anything, I hope that's what my son will remember. Like my mom made sure she did the things that mattered to her and took care of herself. I want him to know that so that one, he knows your wife will do that. And, or the girls in my life will do that. Like just to see what that looks like modeled is so important because like you said, you can't try to tell them one thing because more is caught than taught. Yep. They're going to learn more from what they see than what you tell them. You can tell them the same thing. You can tell them one plus one is two every day. But if you keep showing one plus one is three, that's what they're going to believe. So I think that was when you wrote that. I just thought about the fact that I really did grow up remembering hearing like the women who were praised were the women who basically it sounded like they would break their back trying to like be everything for everyone else. And they were exhausted, but they never raised their hand to say no. I don't want to yeah. do this. I'm exhausted. And that's one of my favorite things. I just was on the phone with someone from church who called me this week. And I was like, I don't do that. And that was my, like, I don't do that. I don't participate in things like that. I don't do that. And I won't be able to come to that early because I have two small children. My husband already has responsibilities in, on Sundays. And so I have two small children. So I'm not, and I, I'm not going to try to come. And then everyone is like, why are her children running around? Because you want me to do this other thing. It's very clear, like saying, no, I don't do, I don't have a desire to be that woman in particular in the black community. I feel like to be that woman who is looked at as like, she does all the things for everybody. Most people actually will say, you probably don't want Ashante to do that. She's going to say no, <laughs> she don't come to those things because I am in a season where right now, like 
taking care of these two people, these little people full time. Like it takes, it takes so much. I have no desire to be looked at as superwoman. And in fact, I already look at myself as superwoman because I think what strength is, is saying no. I think what strength is, is knowing what matters right now and only focusing on that. And that's why I'm such a stellar mother. And I will tell people, that's another thing I want moms. Like I'm a fantastic mother. Yep. Have I yielded in the last seven days? Absolutely. You can just ask me that in any seven day stretch. And the answer is most likely going to be absolutely. I've yelled. Absolutely. I've done something that man. Okay. Caught that. Shouldn't, I didn't want to do that, but I'm a fantastic mom because I know what my priorities are and I, and I show up for my children and myself so well. And so understand that you can praise yourself as a mother. That doesn't mean you've gotten it right all the time because I have no expectation of any mother on the planet to quote unquote, get it right all the time, whatever that even means. I feel like I talked about 17 different things, but yeah, those are just thoughts that I had from what you were saying. Yeah. And I'm so glad you said that you think you're a fantastic mother. Cause I say that too. I'm like, I know what I, I know where my strengths are. I say that Mm. all the time about like my, my business. I'm like, Oh, I'm good at what I do. I don't care Mm -hmm. if that makes me sound, I'm not going to sit here and, and fake being like humble. Oh, I don't know. It just naturally, I don't know. I've tried hard. I've worked really hard to get where I am. And I'm also good at what I do. And I also know what I'm not good at. And I delegate Mm -hmm. that out. I delegate it out or I hire people or I just don't do it at all. Um, Or I'm learning, but I know that I'm a good, I'm a good mom and I know that I, I try my best and sometimes we don't do things the right way. Um, and now, you know, with a teenager, that's, it's a whole new world. It's like every, every new season is a new world. Yeah. And I think also that's the other thing with, with moms that I want to tell, especially ones with young, young kids is um, be careful the advice you take in and how you take it in. Because, you know, when I hear things like uh, when, when my daughter was little, she's a very, um, very passive child. You know, she, we didn't go through the terrible twos, the kind of things like that. She's not as spirited. My son, on the other hand, ever is spirited. That kid is all emotion. He is like a raw emotion of joy, of happiness, but also like anger and sadness and all that stuff. She was a little more like, it's go with the flow. You told her to mm-hmm. do something. She was like, okay. And so when I, as, as a young child, all I ever heard was, yeah, just wait till she's a teenager though. Just wait till she's a teenager. And it gave me this, without even realizing it, it was this complex of like, well, this can't last forever. The other shoe is going to drop. And um, I love having a teenager. I think teenagers are magical creatures. And if we shut up, shut up long enough to listen to them, we might actually learn things from them because Mm. I love, I love having a teenager. She's so wise and she's so open. She's so helpful. Um, Mm. because I didn't go into it going like, Ooh, this is going to be terrible. Yeah. Are there moments that are like, Oh my God, what did I put my mother through? Oh my gosh. Cause (laughs) I'm the same. I was emotional, you know, and it's, she's going through like different emotions and stuff. But I think that it's the, the point of this, what I was trying to say is like, just be careful at the advice that you take in, mm-hmm. especially if the advice veers towards the negative. Yeah. I'm, I'm always very, I'm very, very mindful now of listening yeah. to people's advice that's geared negatively versus mm-hmm. encouraging versus yeah. inspirational. 
you know, because I think sometimes people will give advice and it's this very negatively skewed. Um, and that then it, that can become a self-fulfilling prophecy for us. Yeah. It's like, well, I know that this is, this is going to happen. And the same thing we do to moms before they become moms, get your sleep. Now you'll never sleep again. That's what I was just thinking about. Yeah. You know, do this now. You'll never take care of yourself. You know, for, you'll never get to do stuff for yourself once you have kids and it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. Which is what the internet has become. Oh yeah. Why? Which is why I just can't watch a lot of stuff, but um, okay, we could talk all day. I, every time I say this is the last thing, I write down something and I just want to say, like, as you're talking, I was thinking about, like, just keep the negative advice. Here's a, or, you know, the quote unquote advice, but it's like, because really it's like, even if it's true, like if someone's asking about breastfeeding, you're like, oh, I had the hardest time with, like, how does that actually, like, that could be very true for you. And maybe sure. it might be true for that person, but how, just tell me, how does that now help that woman who received that information? How does that help her in any, how I, it doesn't help. And so yeah. a lot of times it's like, I understand you want your situation to be seen and known and viewed, but that's not the conversation right now. That the conversation is someone has asked you, and hopefully that's the only reason why you're giving this, because first of all, unsolicited advice, just keep that. Yeah. Keep that. Right. And like, but I think if we just pause and said, how was this helpful before I give it um, would be really helpful because like you said, it's going to taint that person's view and they may make it itself. They may say, oh, someone said it was so hard. So I'm going to, so what ended up may not have been hard to them. Now you've made it hard for them. Right. And I've experienced that with, with everything. Um, even when I remember when I worked at the law firm and I shared, which lesson learned that I was, I wanted to have, I was going to have a doula and I want natural child. Like I remember one of my, uh, the, the girl who sat next to me, she came in one day and she was like, why on earth do you want to do that? <laughs> right. Yeah. And I felt like, Oh, I have to justify my, my, my decision. My choice is, it's just, it's not helpful. <laughs> so yeah. just, I had a home birth. Thought. So I get that. Right. I got a lot right? of that. It's a just, lot it, of that. I, it's you not know, helpful. It's been nine, almost nine and a half years since I have birthed my son at home and I still get people. I'm like, God, I have a nine and a half year old son. Everything worked out. I don't need your advice now. I don't need your, right? your after the fact advice on home birthing. Sorry, I'm not having more late. children, so I don't have to right. worry about it. <laughs> it's just, it's just, it's not helpful. And that's been helpful for me because I'm a person who, and I recognize this by myself, I like to give and share advice. I mean, I mm. do that kind of for a living, right? But now I'm no, when friends tell me they're expecting or things like that, it's just congratulations. It's no longer the, like they know to ask a question if they have a question, but like I have learned to hold my tongue, not because I was going to say anything negative. I will always say things that are encouraging, but I already know that that person, particularly my friends who are first time moms, they're already about to get inundated with that stuff. They know they can come to me. So it's just, for me, I had to even learn to hold my own tongue because I've been on the receiving end of that as a, you know, parent. And like you said, most of that stuff is just not helpful. And also it's not my story and my experience. And so I don't want to take your experience and somehow attach it to my own. Um, Man, that could be a whole episode in itself. Like I said, I could talk to you forever about all the things mothering and just being, being just a human really. Um, So of course, really got to take this show on the road. We keep talking about, we need to do it and see it'd be early in the morning and then we asleep. See, this would be, this is why we actually do need to take our show on the road because the schedule it, it would be, it would be well. perfect. It'd be it great. It would be like a, a early in the day. We would get things done, have some good food. And then yes. it'd be like, well, 
I think it's time to get our jammies on and settle in for the night. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Soon as around seven o'clock, it's like, well, I think it's about that time to start winding this down. (laughs) That's my every day, every day. Well, seven, I think it's time to be getting ready for bed. Yep. Day's not done. As <laughs> far as I'm concerned. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> Tell us where people can connect with you and hear more uh, because I love that you're very active on Instagram stories mm-hmm. and you're sharing tidbits uh, pretty much daily. So where can people, where are the places people can find you? Yeah. So on Instagram, I'm at mother, like a boss, you can come over there and follow. Um, and then motherlikeaboss.com. The website has anything you need. We have free resources there and um, you can uh, listen to the podcast on the website, but definitely go to, if you're listening to this, you know how to listen to podcasts. So um, just search for the Mother Like a Boss podcast and we do weekly episodes. We have over 300 so you can like binge bunch and those are the best places to find all the stuff Mother Like a Boss. Excellent. And we will link to all of those resources at today's and today's show notes at besttodayguide.com forward slash 62. So we'll link to all of those places. So you can, if you come to the show notes, you can point right directly to her podcast, website, Instagram, um, and just connect and find the things, like you said, over 300 episodes, there are going to be some things that maybe right now matter to you that you want to find. I always say like, it's like this great anthology. You can kind of find the things that matter to you right now. Yeah. Um, so thank you so much, Kendra, for being here and just, Let's just really talking about motherhood. And hopefully my hope is that people have heard something that is causing them to think maybe differently than they did before. And more than anything has helped freed them in some places where they felt stuck or felt trapped or felt that or realized, you know, I think I might've built this. I would say I built this prison for myself and I locked it and I threw away the key. Mm. But the good thing about that is you can then be the person to get yourself out of it because I see that a lot. It's you telling yourself things have to look this way. Motherhood has to be this way. It looks like this. This is what a homemaker is. And hopefully Kendra has helped to shatter a lot of that. Um, My favorite is momentum will get more projects done than motivation. I'm going to go back so I can quote you correctly, but like that just really is so helpful. And then how you redefine homemaker. I love that so much because if you would have asked me like, what is a homemaker? I actually would have said probably someone who like literally is at home and like sews the curtains. Mm. And like, I'm thinking of the person who's literally doing like hand, like involvement of making the things in the home. And that's really not what it is. It's the people in the house who make this what it is. And so uh, now I don't, I don't look at that as such a like antiquated word. You've, yeah. this is what it means in 2022. So I love that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, and I had to redefine that for myself too. I didn't grow up um, you know, thinking I was going to be a homemaker or anything. I just didn't even think of that. It didn't even cross my mind. And so redefining it has helped so much. And it's helped my students as well, because we have people from all over the world. We have people in all seasons of motherhood and life backgrounds, religions, cultures, like everyone coming at this from a different angle, Mm -hmm. but they can all find this common ground of, I just want to figure out a way to run my home in a way that is less stress for me. And that's going to look different to every single person. And that's what I love with what you do as well. It's like, what is your best day? What's your best today? Because your best today is going to look different than someone else's. And your best today is going to look different maybe than your best tomorrow. (laughs) Like it's all going to be different. So it's okay to just like make your priorities right now. You know, what's important. Yeah. And we don't give people this should like, this is what you should do. This is what a good mother looks like. This is what a good, whatever looks like. What I really love. And and this is in general, the people who I do choose to, to follow is you're teaching principles that work, but they work 
when for all different types of people, different ages and stages and how it looks applied looks differently, but we're all at peace because we're applying that principle, that truth. But in in practice and application, it looks differently, which is another reason we can't be looking at that person because that person may be applying the same principle, but when she does it, it looks like this. And you're like, oh, is mine supposed to look like that? And it's like, no, because y'all don't have the same life, schedule, resources, values, desires. It's going to look differently. Absolutely. So second time trying to close this podcast episode out. Because this is all day. This is what we do. (laughs) Thank you so much, Kendra, for being a guest on today's podcast episode. I am so excited to share this. And I just hope that it's a great encouragement. This comes out the day after Mother's Day um, so that it just keeps that wave of love that mothers are feeling on on that one day of the year. Um, So thank you again for being here on the podcast. Thank you so much. Y'all, you see how like we tr- I tried to end that podcast. Actually, you can't tell, but three times before it actually did. My intention was to have her just talk about that one thing, right? Of what she wanted to tell mothers to know. And it's just every time she said something, it made me think of another thing. I also love how what she talked about with momentum Y'all, that is exactly the one today at a time approach. That is the same thing. Like if you go back and listen to the episode where I talk about the tortoise and the hare or the episode where I talk about small steps, right? That is the exact same thing. Exact same principle, just explained in a different way. So I love how this is just further proof, y'all, that this works. So I just love it so much. Um, And what did you think about Homemaker? Like, mind blown. It's so true. The homemaker, it's everyone in the home because together it's the people in our home that make it the home. Ah, that was another one that for me, I was like, oh, because if you would have asked me about a homemaker, I saw a woman in a row and and actually, to be honest, in my mind, the first thing I see is a white woman in an apron, like making curtains or in the kitchen, like stirring a bowl. But I love taking words and really saying what you mean. And, and I love... I love this definition of a homemaker. We are all, if you are listening to this and it's just you and your own apartment, you are a homemaker. If it's you and your spouse, you and a roommate, you all are homemakers. You're making that a space that is a home. And how are you being really intentional in doing that? So I loved that that different take from Kendra as well. As always, let me know what you thought about this episode. Come share. Let's have a conversation. We always have a great conversation over in the Best Today community. If you don't know what the Best Today community is, it is our actively engaged. It's the community that is in its own safe space. This is not a Facebook group. The Best Today community is the number one place to be if you are on the journey of living a life of intention, prioritizing your mental, emotional, and physical health daily. Inside, you're going to find encouragement, support, live calls, co-working hours, guided journal prompts, our curriculum that I've created to help you get clear on who you are and what you want. And all of this is available in our private community that you can access online or on an app for both Android and Apple devices. You can join us today at besttodaycommunity.com. And remember that your first month is free when you order the Best Today Guide, the Best Today Starter Bundle, or the Best Today Online Program Bundle. Thank you y'all so much for tuning in. This was one of our longer episodes, but it was worth every single second. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, Until next time, Thank you so much for being present with me and Kendra for this week's episode of the Best Today podcast. Until next time, remember that you are capable and you are worthy of being your best one today at a time. And you have everything you need to have everything you want. So go on and shout it out as you live it out. This is what my best today looks like. Talk to you again real soon. 
If you enjoyed this week's episode of the Best Today podcast, you are going to love the Best Today Guide. Our Better Than a Planner guide teaches you how to get clear on what you want, identify your self-destructive habits and behaviors, and intentionally create space to prioritize yourself every single day. Don't go the journey to being your best one today at a time without the Best Today Guide. See inside its pages and order yours today at besttodayguide.com. Even better, when you order the Best Today Guide, we gift you with your first month free inside of the Best Today membership. So what are you waiting for? We're giving you everything you need to trade busy for intention. Go to besttodayguide.com and order yours today and join thousands of women across the globe proclaiming each day, this is what my best today looks like.